Hey everyone, I'm Diana Matthews. Welcome to Feminist Wednesday's Beaver Talk, the podcast where we give Hollywood unsolicited advice about feminism. My co-host Aaron Bagwell is on maternity leave and will be returning to the beaver den in the spring, and we're wishing all the best to the new mama and her daughter. For now, it's time to deep dive all the things that fire us up about film and television. The glorious, the misogynistic, and the groundbreaking. This is Beaver Talk. Hey everybody, welcome to Beaver Talk. It's me, Diana, flying solo in the beaver den this week. I'm talking today about an amazing film that I was so excited to see that is absolutely sweeping awards season. Today I'm talking about The Wife, starring Glenn Close and Jonathan Price. And this movie, Betty's, let me tell you, it hit me so hard and I was totally not expecting it. I feel like this movie was a little bit overlooked last fall when it came out. I think all the hoopla around A Star is Born and Lady Gaga's performance really took up a lot of space and took up a lot of media. And when I watched The Wife uh, for this week's episode, I was expecting, I don't know what I was expecting. Glenn Close has been winning the Golden Globe, the SAG Award. She's slated to win the Oscar. And I think that I was kind of expecting it to be Oscar bait, expecting it to be a little bit of a sleeper movie. But let me tell you, I was completely enamored by this film. For those of you who don't know, The Wife is about a woman named Joan, played by Glenn Close, whose husband wins the Nobel Prize for Literature. And the film kind of follows what it's been like for her to be his wife through his extremely illustrious and esteemed career, um, kind of all the way up to him winning the Nobel Prize. What we actually learn, which is kind of a big spoiler, so if you haven't seen the film and you want to see the film, stop here, go watch the movie, come back to this episode. But what we eventually learn is that she has been ghostwriting all of his books and is essentially the sole reason for his incredible career and success. This movie follows them as they travel to Sweden and begins and kind of shows her beginning to question all of her life choices and all of the different relationship moments that brought them up to this place of him winning this huge monumental award and her kind of being left to sit in her own disappointment. From the outset, I was completely captivated by Glenn Close. What she communicates in this movie without saying a word is utterly brilliant. Her character is so internal and really, I think, makes it easy to identify with her because we're able, we've all been there. We've all not been able to name our emotions for whatever reason, whether we have to keep a brave face or we have to be agreeable or we have to please other people. We as women and we as people are often not able to fully be authentic in what we're experiencing. And and Glenn Close really performs that so well in this film. There are times when she's saying one thing in dialogue with someone else and her face is saying something completely different and it is absolutely amazing to watch. I'm not the only one who feels this way, obviously. Like I said, she's been sweeping awards and um, you know, just making a lot of noise this awards season with this role and it is 100% deserved. I love Lady Gaga in A Star is Born, but Glenn Close in this movie I think really shows she's an actor's actor and is really doing work to play someone who could easily be overlooked and is overlooked as the character in the film. I love the quiet moments in The Wife. 
I love the in-between spaces of the looks that come across her face, the smile she gives someone when it's so clear that smiling is the last thing she wants to do. And like so many women, she's forced to show up continually for other people, mostly her husband, um, and relentlessly puts on a brave face, regardless of how she's feeling inside. I can truly say that watching her in this movie is like watching a genius work their magic on the screen. The film is mostly told while they're in Sweden for his, the Nobel Prize hoopla and ceremony, but there are some flashbacks when Glenn Close and Jonathan Price first met while well, he was a married professor and she was his student. They start having an affair, he leaves his wife a new baby, and they start a new life together. It's the 1960s. They're both writers kind of striving to find their voice and get their first works published. He is working on a novel and she's kind of working on anything and everything. Um, she reads a manuscript for his book and basically eviscerates it, <laughs> pointing out how weak it is, how stilted the dialogue is, how fake the characters are, and his basic fragile male ego cannot handle it. And he says that he's going to leave her and that she's not supportive of his career. And so to kind of smooth the waters, she offers to edit the manuscript for him. But not only does she edit it, she ends up completely rewriting it and it gets published. And I think this is where the wife is so clever in subverting audience expectations and complicating the narrative. She wants nothing more than to be a writer. And after being told it would never happen for her by men and women alike, there's a scene where uh, she's going to Smith College and there's a scene where a woman, um, a female author comes in and talks about how in order to be an author, you have to be read. You can't just write. You have to have an audience. And she basically tells Glenn Close's character that that doesn't happen for women and you might as well just give up now. And I think that after facing rejection and after rejection, based on the fact that she's a woman, not on the merit of her work, ghostwriting for Joan's character becomes her only way to achieve her dream of being a published author. And I was kind of surprised by how much I identified with her as a young woman. Even as immoral and duplicitous as this decision was, on some level, I completely identified or at least sympathized with her. And I think what I really loved about the way that this movie framed her decision is that she had agency and actively decided to be the ghostwriter. I'm not saying it's okay or <laughs> that she was necessarily empowered, but I think it complicates the narrative and makes it all the more devastating when, while he accepts the Nobel Prize for the books she wrote 40 years later, she realizes that she made his dreams come true, not her own. Glenn Close and Jonathan Price are exceptional in this movie. All of their dialogue, gestures, and mannerisms together are so nuanced, and you truly believe that they've been married for four decades. My only criticisms are twofold. For one, this movie is a little bit unbelievable at times. Before the ceremony, she asks Jonathan Price not to thank her in the acceptance speech. It's really the only line she draws in the sand in an otherwise completely codependent relationship. She doesn't want to be seen as the long-suffering wife. But she also knows it's a total sham and he shouldn't be getting the Nobel Prize to begin with. <laughs> Lo and behold, when he gets on stage, he starts expounding about how incredible his wife is as the spotlight shines down on her and her face turns to stone. It is utterly mortifying to watch her sit completely, completely motionless while he professes his undying love for her, exactly as she told him not to do. The unbelievable part comes when she jumps up from the table and makes this big scene of walking out. 
I just don't think that would have happened when you're at a dinner with the greatest minds of our time, not to mention the king and queen of Sweden. Secondly, I think this film gives a little bit too much space to Jonathan Price's character. We see how codependent, condescending, self-centered, and unfaithful he is. And quite frankly, I could have done with a bit less of the husband and way more of the wife. Maybe the point was that he took up a lot of space, as he did in her life and the lives of everybody he knows. But at times, the movie doesn't completely stay with her, and I think I would have shifted that a little bit. After his speech, they leave dinner and go back down to the hotel. She's completely fed up and tells him she's leaving him and wants a divorce. It is awful to watch. She confronts him about how his whole career is a lie, how he's a sham, and how empty she is after giving everything to him and his success. In the middle of their argument, he has a heart attack and dies. And it's sudden and shocking and, quite frankly, leaves you stunned for moments. You can't really believe that it's happening. I know he actually dies, but I also took his death to be a metaphor. He dies immediately after she decides to stand up for herself, something she hasn't done in their entire relationship. She is his life support, and she took it away. During their time together, Joan existed only to facilitate Joe. It's such a beautiful portrait of how women, whether they're ghostwriting their husband's Nobel Prize winning work, or caregiving for children, or breadwinning for their family, or any role that women take on in the different aspects of their life, we are rendered invisible and completely give all our time and energy to everyone else, leaving next to nothing for ourselves. In many ways, The Wife reminds me completely of Tully, starring Charlize Theron. If you haven't watched, it's a must-see, and we also did a Beaver Talk episode that you can check out after to deep dive that movie. The Wife took 14 years to make, which Glenn Close attributes to its title. She said it was very hard to find actors who wanted to be a part of a movie called The Wife. As a moviegoer, I'm so grateful this director, screenwriter, author of the novel it was based on, and Glenn herself stuck with it to get this movie made. There's something about it that feels so urgent, so cathartic, and I'd love to talk about it with pretty much anyone who has ever seen it or anyone who's listened to this episode. So, Bettys, if you have seen The Wife and you want to chat about it, email beavertalkpodcast at gmail.com. There's so many amazing nuanced moments in this film. Um, there's a great scene with Glenn Close and Christian Slater when he kind of confronts her about, um, he has like an inclination that she's been ghostwriting his books all the way along and he confronts her about it and she kind of toes the party line, but it's just gut wrenching to see her continually stand by her husband while also knowing that he doesn't completely stand by her. I'm looking forward to Oscar night on Sunday, but I also wanted to name some movies that are coming out that I'm really looking forward to seeing. This is a big year for women in Hollywood. Um, There are a ton of projects that women are directing, which is really exciting to see. So I think 2019 is going to be a really big year to start out with. I'm really excited to see the rhythm section by Reed Morano starring Blake Lively. Comes out this month, and Blake plays a secret agent who is on an international mission to track down the people responsible for a plane crash that killed her whole family. I guess it's based on a series of books, and there's going to be four movies, so definitely excited for that one. I will watch anything Blake Lively does. The Kitchen, directed by Andrea Burloff, starring Tiffany Haddish and Melissa McCarthy, is about Irish mobsters in Hell's Kitchen in the 1970s. But why I'm actually excited about it is because Andrea Burloff 
Also wrote Straight Outta Compton, and this movie has Tiffany and Melissa playing dramatic roles, so it'll definitely be one to watch. Last but not least, I'm excited to see Little, directed by 14-year-old Marseille Martin, who became the youngest executive producer in Hollywood, which is incredible. Issa Rae is also starring, so basically there's nothing that... There's nothing I'm more excited for than this movie. <laughs> That's it for now. Thank you so much for tuning in. And thank you to Kent for spending all your Wednesdays with us. And happy Feminist Wednesday, Bettys. Beaver Talk. This has been an Atlantic Transmission production. Hey!